listening to KPCR 101.9 FM in Santa Cruz. This is Salt Lake Dirt with Kyler Bingham. We are continuing our uh, coverage of FilmQuest 2023 in Provo, Utah, and I am super excited to welcome a filmmaker, Itziar Martinez. Um, her film is TLG. Um, incredible, incredible short film. Itziar, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you, Kyler. Thank you for having me. Excited to chat with you. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's talk about the film. I think it um, it really it it grabbed my attention immediately, and I think that's what I I love about a good short film is when you're brought into the person's world, the people's world, uh, so so quickly because when it's done well, like it is here, um, you're you're in it, and so I think um, let's talk about the the genesis of the film how did the idea come to you uh well the idea came to uh initially to Raul Walder he's the writer of the short um he wanted to explore um sexuality and self-acceptance uh he was very attracted to the idea of the 70s because it's a you know like a little bit of a niche or of a before and after a little bit of you know the uh, queer culture in in the U.S. and such, and I don't even know how we got there. We were talking about it, and he mentioned um, the the word TLG, and I had never heard of this. And he explained that it's actually something that uh, the majority of people don't even know what it means. Like there are d different theories of, of why what it stands for, um, but. I thought it was very uh, intriguing and exciting to find a way to include it in the story so we could explore the power of money beyond just the relationship of these two people and and bring, you know, a, a bigger maybe uh, universe into it, so to speak, you know. Yeah. So I didn't I wasn't familiar. I feel like this it sounded familiar, but I don't I don't know. I didn't know. So what does. Yeah. What I mean, I guess no one really knows for sure, but exactly. what, what is it? What do some speculate it stands <laughs> yes. for? <laughs> Where, uh, some people think it means uh, treat like God, and it's supposed to define the, the 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 part of the society that is above the VIPs. You know, and and it's something that I never thought of. I, I didn't even know because you you just think that VIP is high enough <laughs> in this <laughs> in this structure that we have created, and and then when you think about it, it makes sense because there is people on this planet that have more money that we can even sure. comprehend. So how do they, what what uh, things they have access to, and how society responds to these people is kind of like what intrigued me, you know. Yeah, and I think well, let's talk about the two, uh, the the two actors in it mm -hmm. that did an incredible job playing yes. off each other. Um, I, I just thought they were great. Uh, talk to me about them and and where you found them. Uh, well, uh, Roland Dennis, they've been friends for now. Uh, we've been friends for now maybe twelve years. I, I want to say, and I met them through a casting that I ran. When I used to live in Miami, I produced a pilot for a TV show in Spanish, and they showed up to the audition and they got the the part, uh, respectively. And you know, besides the the work we did that time, we you know started developing a friendship, and then uh, our journeys brought us to LA uh, for our careers in 
in different ways and maybe not at the same time, but we all ended up here and we just love to collaborate. And I, I'm such a big fan of them. Uh, I think they are so open and accessible to explore and to, and they, they allow you to take them to places that maybe not all, all the actors are always open to um, explore uh, because it can be scary and such. And with them, I feel like we have that freedom of exploring and then discarding what doesn't work. And and that's a gift for any uh, filmmaker or director, you know. So, yes, um, Dennis is uh, born. He was born in Honduras, but he's a Honduran American. He's been living in this country for the majority of his life. Um, he, uh, you know, he's just as amazing as you saw, and I hope the audience can, can get to see him. Uh, he plays the role of, uh, Tony and then Raul, who is also the writer of this story. Um, he's from Venezuela and, um, he studied acting in, in Miami at the university there. And he's been an actor since childhood. So, you know, this comes as second nature to him. It's, it's just beautiful to watch. Yeah, I mean, it really was, and just like the roller coaster of emotions, and it, it just, you know, all over the place. They just like they totally had me engaged the whole time, and and we don't want to like spoil anything, but this does have some. It has a couple pretty big twist, re one really big twist. <laughs> um, so I just thought it it was playing with a lot of different genres that I thought was was great. Um, maybe you could speak about like some of the films growing up that you were drawn to and you know maybe things that you liked where you got to a point where this became so much of an interest that you were like I want to do this too I want to make films of my own you know I, I'm I've always been really really passionate about storytelling without without being attracted to a specific format um and it has always come very naturally to me. You know, I've always been the, the kid that starts performing in the middle of the, the family gathering. You know, that yeah. annoying kid is always, was always me. <laughs> and, and I, I, I got into the music, into the industry through the music industry, uh, because I found that through music, I could tell stories for some reason was my first, uh, you know, my first door into this world, so to speak. And, being able to write songs allowed me to, I was fascinated about the idea of capturing feelings or moments in, in time in, in three minutes, mm. you know, and accompany through music to enhance that feeling and hopefully make people feel understood. And then from there, I also discovered storytelling through dance, through dancing. And I, uh, became a professional dancer when I moved uh, to Paris when I was 19 years old. And that also, it was um, mixed with the theatrical experience of it, you know, like always being in tune what, no matter what type of song, even if it was the poppiest song ever, you know, uh, finding the storytelling aspect of it and, and connecting with the audience that way. And I don't know, little by little, you know, just uh, be began playing with acting as well and, and how much I, I loved experiencing other human beings uh, through me and, and mm -hmm. also, you know, telling those stories. 
And yeah, I guess it's probably, a, or maybe not, but it feels to me like a normal uh, development, like in being able now to be a little bit more ambitious, I guess, in a way to see if I can englobe all of my passions and put them in a package and experience with music and writing and, and image and visual storytelling um, that way. And and to respond to your question regarding um, movies or, or what inspired me as a kid, I think I was l- very lucky to be born in the 80s because I, I, all I can think of is fantasy and genre in that period of time, how yeah. impactful it was for kids uh which i'm not even sure it's the kind of movies we would show to kids nowadays uh <laughs> you know i i remember being in love with the the devil in legend yeah <laughs> <laughs> finding this creature so attractive for some weird reason being such a <laughs> small kid or or willow or you know all these fantasies and and or uh spielberg's uh movies you know like fantasy and genre has always been very, very prominent in my life. My mom was a, a huge fan of horror and would watch Alien a million times, you know, like, so I guess those those movies really shaped me. And that's why I'm attracted to always um, finding a world behind the world when I'm telling stories. I love metaphors and I love uh, I love fantasy. I, I, can't, I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. I, I think that's so cool. Like I I love talking with filmmakers who maybe didn't have the like the traditional like oh they just wanted to be a director since they were a kid. Like I mm-hmm. love that because I think it you know everyone everyone has their own path and that that's incredible. But when I talk to someone like you, it's so fascinating to me because it does. I think like watching your work now, it does add this richness where I you know I didn't know your background watching the film. But I, but I knew I liked the mo- the film, <laughs> and I just thought there was so much going on. You know, there's there's elements mm-hmm. of dancing in there. There's m- music plays a, a, you know, a prominent role. Um, mm-hmm. Then genre, a couple genres. You know, so <laughs> I I I love that. I think it just makes for so much richer of a filmmaker, um, mm. like a beautiful film in the end. Um, and th- so let's speak to that about like the, uh, I think like this the set design. Of the initial part of the the bulk of the film, nineteen uh, seventies. I I'm curious. I know when making a short film, budget is is typically um, limited in in, yes. in some capacity. So you have to be very creative um, in how you proceed with something that is kind of representing a uh, a period, a different period in time than now. Uh, how do you how do you start that process of making it believable? I think the location plays the biggest part, right? Uh, it took us quite a long time to find this place because of the budget limitations, as you say. We couldn't afford to grab a place that was uh, naked and then dress it up. <clears throat> as you saw in the very limited credits, we didn't have a set dresser or, <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, so it was just a, a matter of being very patient and open to to see what we could afford and and take the time to find the perfect spot and we i cannot you know there's we cannot take any credit for it we just were lucky to find this amazing place uh 
that was available for rent and someone that is passionate about this period uh, that had every detail uh, available for us. So we, we played through that and always been open to adapt a little bit to what you have so you can play with that instead of like fighting with what you don't have, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it just all felt so natural and just organic and I was so impressed with it. So, I mean, it was oh, massive, like just the visuals were, were stunning in it. So let, let's talk about Film Quest. It's coming up yes. uh, very soon. When can people see TLG at Film Quest? TLG will be playing November 2nd at 5 p.m., uh, part of the sci-fi block. Uh, and I cannot recommend the film festival enough. I was so lucky to be able to be part of it also last year. And I don't think there is... I haven't experienced yet I'm more family-oriented, let's call it like that, film mm -hmm. festival that, I, that I've seen because... Even the fact that they keep it at a small venue, it almost, it almost makes it feel like you are at home watching the movies with friends or, yeah. and, or new friends you're about to make. You know what I mean? And anybody that that loves films and, and, and film festivals, I would just recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we were, I was just talking with the last interview today. We were talking something along those exact same lines and <laughs> i think what what's so i haven't so i live here but i haven't been to this one in person before so i'm very excited i know the location oh. i i've been to multiple concerts at that venue so i know i i know it well and i think um what is so incredible to me is it really is an international film festival there's so many people from all over so i think like it, it's a very cool thing, especially if someone lives here locally in Utah, Salt Lake or Provo, to make the journey up there because you really do get a taste of um, international cinema, you know, and a very, a very, I mean, I, from what I've seen so far, there's a, a lot of variety, but it definitely does have its own feel, uh, mm -hmm. Film Quest. So I think it's incredible. Everyone I've talked to who's been there before, like you, has, you know, nothing but good things to say about it. So, um, I'm excited to see the film in person. I think what will be great. Um, I love seeing short blocks of films because it, those tend to be like packed houses yes. and very like, um, you know, people coming out for different films or just coming out to like see what the whole thing is about. And I think you get a very cool um, mix of people, especially in the in in those audiences. So I think. Uh, people will definitely dig this one um, because I, I know I did. But um, thank you, I'm, I'm super glad. Yeah. So, where can people find you online? Um, Website, social media, anything you want to mention? People can kind of follow the journey of the film. Yeah, of course. Uh, my Instagram is where I'm most active. Is I am Itziar, which uh, which is spelled I T Z I A R, and um, there is also my production company. Wall Entertainment, W O L dot Entertainment, and uh, you know all, all of us are are in social media. Raúl Walder, the the writer, you have uh, Dennis Mencia, the other uh, protagonist, and Mary Sebrian, who is also an actor in this short. But we don't talk much about her because we would spoil it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, but uh, who also did an amazing job. And yeah, we're all there. Um, eager to 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 meet other artists and filmmakers and audience fan of of the fantasy and sci-fi horror big spectrum of, of, of stories so um yeah 
Wonderful. Well, uh, it's Yar. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Um, I'm very excited for people to see the film. Again, the film is TLG. It will be at the 2023 Film, film Quest Film Festival, and it is playing November 2nd at 5 p.m. in that block of shorts. So everyone, if you are around, come check it out. I think you will definitely have a blast. Uh, it's Yar. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Kyler. It was a big pleasure. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. 